0: Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast-track the learning curve to get ahead of your own life. Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast where we talk about issues relating to health, fertility, and parenthood. On today's episode, I am joined by Afton Veshery. Afton is on a mission to integrate the growing and buzzy fertility sector more broadly into women's culture and mainstream wellness. Her company, Modern Fertility, offers an at-home hormone test, the same one given in fertility clinics, but for a fraction of the price. It's designed to get women to think more proactively and earlier about their reproductive health. The company recently expanded into ovulation and pregnancy tests and launched an app that helps read and tracks test results. Afton co-founded the company in 2017. Afton herself was featured on Forbes 30 Under 30 and just recently Fortune 40 Under 40 list as well. To learn more about Modern Fertility, go to modernfertility.com. Welcome to the show, Afton. I've been so excited to have you on the podcast to talk with you about the revolutionary way you are empowering women to take control of their fertility planning. So, thank you so much for joining me here.
1: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So, let's drive, dive right in. You know, let's start with the impetus for why you co founded the company Modern Fertility.
1: Yeah, so that that is a perfect place to start. So, oh gosh, uh, my introduction to the whole fertility infertility space was actually in my first job uh, after graduating from college. I was working uh, in New or living in New York City, um, working and doing a, a fun reverse commute out to Greenwich, Connecticut. And uh, my job was in finance. Uh, I was basically tasked with identifying sectors of healthcare that were interesting, growing, uh, had some consolidation potential. Ended up spending time. In women's health because of my uh, personal interest in the space, stumbled on kind of fertility and infertility, which made a lot of sense from an investment perspective because these were unfortunately rapidly growing uh, spaces where a lot of the payment happened uh, out of pocket. And so I just yeah, ended up spending time there, learning the business, learning the science. Uh, but it was really the emotional aspect that stuck with me. I, uh, just was talking to so many women in infertility clinics that had just never been told that fertility declined with age or had never been told that IVF wouldn't work for every single person. And so, you know, fast forward, um, I ended up leaving um, finance and working at a variety of personalized medicine and women's health companies. Uh, most recently 23andMe. And when I was at 23andMe, I remembered these baseline tests that I had learned about back in private equity. And I realized that I was waiting until later in life to start my own family. So I tried to get those tests done. Um, my OBGYN said no, that I wasn't trying and failing to conceive. So she wasn't going to order the tests. Uh, and to make a, a very long story short, I <laughs> ended up getting. The- I'm done. Uh, just found out so much about my body. Uh, ended up getting diagnosed with PCOS along the way. But I think, you know, most importantly, just had a conversation with myself and my partner, uh, my doctor, about just my, my timeline. Um, and I, the, the kind of aha moment for starting Modern Fertility was being fairly open about this experience and just realizing that so many of my peers just had questions. Uh, and the fact that there were better predictors of future fertility available um that we had more to go on than just age modern fertility became all about uh really starting as a fertility information company to kind of empower women to have that that starting point that baseline that information uh to begin a dialogue but to also empower them with more uh personalized information to to make it happen and so uh yeah that was the the launch i i should mention i was billed uh 1500 dollars out of pocket for uh the those initial tests. Uh, And so a big part of what we tried to do was just take technology, take economies of scale, bring it to these products that just haven't had enough investment before and just pass on those savings uh, to all of our our customers and offer it at a much uh, more accessible price point and uh, make it really easy to test. We have a a test that you can take at home with just a, a simple finger prick, like what diabetics use.
0: Oh, amazing. You know, I we were before we even started recording, I was telling you how I just loved the the idea behind your company because of just the idea of empowering someone with that knowledge of their fertility and what you know, what they have sort of looking ahead and being able to plan their lives with that information. And I was telling you how I that's kind of how I approach um My mindfulness, my fertility mindfulness teaching is just empowering people with, with the tools to to sort of take back control of a situation that can feel like you don't have any control in it. And, you know, it's so very reactive when you're trying to like plan for a baby or plan for the future, but you don't have the information readily available. So I love that about your company. And so for those that aren't familiar with modern fertility, can you walk us through the process of what, you know, after they do that finger prick, like what happens next?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, I, first, I appreciate you sharing all of that. I think that that is spot on. And I think, you know, every single one of us wants a better, a predictor of fertility. We want a crystal ball that tells us uh, when we should start trying and if it's going to work or not. And unfortunately, the science isn't there yet. Uh, we have a big R&D initiative and are working um, and actually enable our customers to consent to have their anonymized data used for, uh, that, that type of, of research. So we can look up and, and research better predictors of future fertility than just these hormone tests alone. Um, but right now this is, um, the best that we have the, this and self-reported medical information and, and age. And our, our goal is to really, uh, from the point of that finger stick onward, kind of give you all of our customers that fertility baseline. So, what we do is we test for between uh, two and eight hormones dependent on the type of birth control any of our customers are taking. And so we do all of that customization on the back end, uh, And then uh, you get access to the modern fertility experience. And so what we're able to do on our side is uh, we've worked with physicians all across the US to customize this experience based on your uh, hormone levels as well as self-reported medical information. So you get access to that modern fertility experience uh, Experience with customized reports on all of your key fertility hormones, as well as other fertility information. You get access to a weekly webinar that we call an AGNR. So if you like listening to podcasts more than, um, Uh, reading a a report, you can tune in and ask your questions live to a fertility nurse. Uh, It also comes with a one-on-one consult with a fertility nurse. So if you still have additional questions after going through the whole experience, we want to make sure that every single one of our customers is supported. And then we also have a community uh, where you can connect and and chat with other women. It was uh, just something we realized that every uh, experience around thinking about having kids, having kids, not having kids, is just so different. And to be able to talk to, to other women going through things that are, are similar or different, it's just an important part of the, the puzzle. And so, um, yeah, we have kind of all of that in this really uh, easy to access uh, format with, with support uh, the whole way.
0: I love that. I love that you have not just the test and then the information that's given, but then all of the, the support afterwards. And not just from a nurse, but also from a community, which is what I've found, you know, as I've delved deeper into the fertility community, especially on social media, is that community really is so helpful with, um, with going through the process and also trying to find your group of people who sort of understand where you're coming from and what your approach is and, um, just walking that journey with you. So, you know, You also note that um, PCOS, you mentioned that you were diagnosed with it, and you also mentioned on your website that you are able to at least give some information about um, factors contributing to PCOS. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about your own diagnosis and then also how your test can help with that.
1: Yeah. So, um, I am very passionate about PCOS, uh, and POI, premature ovarian insufficiency. Uh, but starting with POS, that PCOS, that's much more common. Uh, it impacts one in 10 women. And what was crazy to me is it took, uh, literally starting a, a fertility company to get diagnosed with PCOS. <laughs> so I've had irregular periods my entire life. Um, I am a, a type A person. I'm pretty stressed, uh, the majority of the time I wouldn't have it any other way, but I just thought I, I I'm stressed. And, and that's why I had irregular periods and, um, just all of these, these different symptoms, um, that, that tie with PCOS. Uh, I, uh, do not have a, a high BMI, um, but I do have, uh, excess, uh, hair. And when you look at the Rotterdam criteria, uh, I, I check some of those boxes, but I just never had a, a physician think to, to look for PCOS. And so, uh, when I was going through and actually getting my AMH and testosterone tested, both of them were high. Uh, and then as uh, part of my consult in an infertility clinic, uh, got a, uh, transvaginal ultrasound where they were able to see a lot of, of cysts, I got a, a formal PCOS diagnosis and, uh, The kind of great part of that process was I was able to to have that information. Uh, But the not so great part of that process was that the physician that diagnosed me with PCOS uh, told me that I would never be able to get pregnant naturally, but it was okay because they could help me with that. Uh, which was just not the right way, in my opinion, to communicate a PCOS diagnosis. And so, uh, I later learned that, uh, of course that that's not the case, that women with PCOS can get pregnant, um, all of the, the time. Um, but you do need, in many cases, the support of your physician, um, to, to do that. But I, I think part of starting modern fertility was really to empower women to have that conversation with their doctor to ask the right questions. And so what we do is within, um, our, our hormone Testing, we test for uh, AMH um, and sometimes testosterone. And so by looking at your AMH levels, often high AMH um, and above a, a certain threshold is often uh, indicative of PCOS. Uh, we also have a PCOS report that talks about all of the symptoms of PCOS. So you can kind of look at, at modern fertility as your kind of baseline information. We don't provide medical diagnosis, um, but what we do is we empower our customers to have that information, to have a more informed conversation with their doctor. And I think that there are just a a handful of cases of of where this can be helpful. Um, One is, you know, we have lots of customers that are on birth control uh, their entire lives. They go off birth control and they don't know if they have an irregular period, if they have PCOS, if they're ovulating, if they're not ovulating. And so just understanding your hormones and how they play a role in the equation can be really helpful. Uh, And then we also have, have other customers that may not have uh, the typical symptoms of PCOS or are not taken seriously by a doctor or might not have a doctor that's educated in the the nuances of, uh, or things that should not be nuances, just, you know, women's women's health. And so often this information can empower that conversation with a physician. So um, yeah, I think PCOS uh, just needs a lot more advocacy and education behind it.
0: It really does. It's amazing how many women are affected by it. And yet, it's not something standard that is just part of your OB gynec visit to just have it tested along with with all the many other things that they test for. Um, so that's a. Uh, it's wonderful that it's part of the conversation with your um, with your testing kit. Another thing that was interesting to me when I was looking through your website was about egg freezing and um, going through that with your testing. Is there something that then gives people information about whether their eggs are viable for freezing in the future. Um, how does that work?
1: That's a that's a great question. So unfortunately, there is no test for egg quality today. The only way that you can measure the quality of eggs is, uh, I guess, age is is kind of a proxy of age quality. Unfortunately, the quality of your eggs goes down uh, as they stay in your body for longer and you get older. Uh, but we can measure the quantity of eggs that you have. So Anti-malarian hormone, the same hormone that we were talking about with uh, PCOS, uh, really helps you. You understand a, a lot of things about your fertility. So, uh, anti-malarian hormone (AMH) is secreted by the cells that surround the follicles in your ovaries. And so, by measuring the amount of AMH you have in your blood, it's a proxy of how many eggs you have in your ovaries at that time. And so, um, there have been studies done that actually show that AMH is a better indicator of ovarian reserve, the number of eggs you have in your ovaries, than even uh, a transvaginal ultrasound and trying to count those eggs because it's just a a more reliable measure. And so what uh, we are able to to do is look and see what your AMH levels are, how that ties to your age, and then help you understand how for your age, uh, you can look at the target number of eggs that you would want to get for every egg freezing cycle and use that as kind of uh, to, to, to empower uh, the decision-making process around thinking of all of your reproductive health options. So we find in a lot of cases that uh, People with ovaries might need more than one cycle of egg freezing to achieve their family planning goals, and they might be thinking about it differently based on a lot of those odds. Uh, and so, by having all of that information up front, by just walking into that console with that baseline of information, we find a, a lot of our our customers and women are just empowered to have that that deeper conversation and uh, understand that kind of um, checklist of of what they should be talking about if they they do choose egg freezing. Uh, or IDF as a next step.
0: Yeah, no, the the great thing about all of this is just that that knowledge piece and that empowerment piece because often through, as I, I found going through this process, you don't know what to ask if you just don't know. And so by having this panel of information already walking into a consult, it's a great way to just start a very meaningful conversation and get, you know, get some sort of planning versus sort of just being feeling like you're just at the mercy of the doctors and what they think. At least now you can have this really informed discussion because you have something, you know, at your fingertips. So that's, you know, I love that about this whole process. And is this something then that one would have to do, you know, every, if they're not ready to have children and just want the information, that they would have to repeat over a number of years? Is this something that's just like a one-time thing? How does this, how do you approach it in terms of selling it to um, your customers?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we really see routine, uh, fertility hormone testing, just like you would think about getting your cholesterol tested or getting a pap smear. It's something that, uh, the information can change, uh, information will change every year. So we recommend retesting your fertility hormones every nine to 12 months, dependent on your age. And so, uh, we have done all of the heavy lifting on our side. So turns out, uh, for AMH, for example, there's an average amount of decline that you should expect every year for your age. But if you are declining, Uh, more or less rapidly based on your age, that can also give us insights about your, your fertility curve. So just like every woman has a different metabolism, she has a different fertility curve. And by continuing to test your fertility hormones over time, we can give you more information on what that looks like. So basically over time, your AMH, your overall ovarian reserve will go down FSH will continue to go up over time because uh, your pituitary gland has to work harder to kick off ovulation every month. And then for a variety of other hormones, such as your thyroid level, uh, we have those as a part of the panel and we're looking for just uh, a thumbs up or thumbs down. Is it good? Um, is it still good? And so basically that, that overall uh, fertility snapshot gives us that fertility picture and we help you understand what those insights mean on a year to year basis.
0: That's fantastic. You know, and listening to you talk, I felt like I was transported back to my fertility clinics, like the doctor's office and just listening to them talk about all those different things that you were just, um, you know, giving us information on. Um, so, you know, what do you see then, you know, looking forward and looking at the whole space of, of the fertility, um, market, what, where do you see Modern Fertility headed in terms of its offerings and you know, how it continues to empower women with, with knowledge of, of themselves and their health?
1: Yeah. So I think what was really important to me and my co-founder Carly when we were starting this company is that we just developed a relationship with our customers. We wanted to hear from them through our Instagram, through our uh, customer experience channels, through our community. And we wanted to really listen listen, and understand what their needs were. And so uh, over the course of the the past few years, we kept just getting questions, questions about a lot of things, but a lot of questions around kind of the next steps in your fertility process. So a lot of our customers take, uh, the modern fertility hormone test before, uh, about one to three years before they're actively trying to conceive and others, uh, try to take it as they're trying to conceive for just more data points, more information. And so, um, often they would ask us about ovulation testing and pregnancy testing. They would ask us which brand to buy. And they would ask us, uh, or tell us that, oh, you know, ovulation tests just don't work for me. Um, I am trying to, to get information other ways. And so we ended up digging deeper, working with our medical advisors, working with our, our community members, um, and, and really just spending a lot of time around ovulation testing. And what we realized is that the majority of tests on the market were kind of these threshold based tests that if you, um, got, uh, LH, luteinizing hormone in your urine to a specific threshold, you get a smiley face on your test to say that you were ovulating. And if you didn't hit that threshold, you wouldn't get the smiley face and it would just say no. But for a lot of women, they either never hit that threshold or they're always above that threshold. And so we uh, brought to market a semi-quantitative ovulation test that would actually measure the amount of LH in your urine every day. We brought it to market at a super low uh, price point. A major discount to, to leading brands. And we uh, paired it with a free app. So you could scan your ovulation test every day and track it in a cycle tracking app alongside your cycle and other data. And so uh, we are just so excited to be in the position where we can hear from uh, people with ovaries. We can hear what they want, uh, where they want us to to do more and listen to that and actually bring new products, services, tools to market. And so the launch of our our pregnancy test and ovulation test last year did just that. And I think what was super cool with that launch is that uh, we we had other people noticed. Uh, So we went live in uh, 1,500 Walmart stores across the country. Uh, shortly after that launch. And I think it's just amazing to now see people kind of coming to our website, people shopping at, at Walmart, and all of these products coming with the free education tools and support that all of modern fertility offers. And so, uh, to, to get back to your question, I think, um, I am very, I, I feel like we're just getting started with the modern fertility hormone test. We truly see this as something that women, uh, deserve, uh, that should be as routine as a pap smear. We have to have access to this information. Uh, but we really see that as a starting point for Modern Fertility to have a, a relationship with her and support her uh, in any way that she she needs across her, her reproductive career. And so um, I am very, very excited to, to be in the position to, to start to, to dig in there.
0: I love that. I love how you're expanding and listening to your customers and, and what they need and and then evolving into that. And that kind of leads into one of my final questions, which was, you know, based on all of the information that you've gathered from your clients' experiences and speaking to them, um, you know, if you could share a, a last piece of advice on, you know, advocating for oneself, access to information, ways in which to empower one's health, any piece of information or advice that you can leave with our listeners, we would love to hear it.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it it sounds corny, but information really is power. And I think that uh the the only person that is going to think about your uh, future, think about your, your timeline as you. And so uh, my my hope is that modern fertility offers the, the option to be a part of that self-discovery process, a part of that planning process. Um, but really, I think that um, having this conversation with each other, with more women, that is the, the best thing that we can do. Uh, by talking about this information openly, talking about reproductive health, making it less stigmatized, bringing it out into the open and, and talking about the the options that we all have as women to empower ourselves with information, uh, whether it's through a test or just uh, statistics or just starting uh, the conversation earlier, all of that is just so so needed. Um, so, yes, I'm I'm just um, excited to be having this conversation to, today and hopefully kickstarting it for for anybody tuning in.
0: I love it. Thank you so much for that, that piece of advice because information definitely is power in, in all aspects of life, but definitely um, important for something that's so time sensitive as one's fertility and my, um, family planning. So I always like to end my podcast by uh, shifting into a state of positivity and we do that with sharing our gratitude. So I'd love for you to share yours for today.
1: That's such a nice, uh, nice note to leave things on. Um, you know, I am very grateful for the modern fertility team. Uh, we do this, um, fun, um, Fun exercise where we're randomly paired with a member of our team, and today I got uh, paired with somebody on our uh, product marketing team who just um, is fantastic at her job, and just uh, was telling me how much she loved working at Modern Fertility, and so I am grateful to have the opportunity to think about fertility and work with amazing people every day. Uh, I I feel like I have the best job in the the world, and my my hope is that. Um, that, that gratitude can propel, uh, modern fertility can propel all of us into just building better solutions for women.
0: That's a wonderful gratitude. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And in the spirit of giving and receiving, I'd love for you to share how our audience can learn more about modern Fertility's testing kit and where they can purchase your products.
1: Yeah. So we have everything available at modernfertility.com. If you have questions or just want to chat, you can send an email to hi at modernfertility.com. You can find us on Instagram at Modern Fertility. Uh, you can message us, DM us, um, just everything. We want to hear from you, answer all of your questions, and just really, uh, truly appreciate the support.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'll be sure to include that in the episode summary. And thank you again, Afton, for joining me today, for normalizing this such an important conversation and opening up, uh, uh, accessibility to all this knowledge and these wonderful tools.
1: Great. Thanks so much for having me. This was uh, a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to responding to life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.